Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, including our friends at Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music Podcast. We're glad you all could join us as well. Well, 2022 has definitely been a big year, especially for our next guest. We're excited to welcome Manuel T. Peterson to our program today. He's going to be talking about the year that's been 2022 as a storyteller, but also what it's been like for him to bring different worlds to life through his writing and to see the response from his readers as well. He also has a lot of great things going on heading into the new year. We'll talk a bit about that, too, and how you all can stay connected. But, Manswell, hello to you, and welcome back to the program. Thanks. Thanks. Hello. Thank you for having me, Cyrus. Thank you for having me. Hey, glad to do it, man. So let, let's begin there. Let's begin by talking about the year that's been 2022, because we were just talking off air. I mean, you definitely are a product of the work. I mean, you're not afraid to put in the work. So what has it been like for you, Manswell, to see the hard work paying off for you? Man, it, it's been it's been wild. It's been crazy. It's been fun. Um, just hearing from the readers around the world. You know, I think that's the most exciting thing that you see people in the U.S. and around the world, and they're they're accepting of what you're writing, and you know they're loving the fact that I did a different twist of some stuff. And so, you know, when you hear that from readers, you know you can't help but get excited. Yeah, and and the thing about you, Manuel, that I have respected from you as you know as not only of course a fan of your work, but also someone who's watched your career, is that you're not afraid to take chances. Here in my home studio, I have your children's book, Braylon the Bear and Friends, Forever Friends. I have his Billion Dollar Baby, the book one of the Billionaire Baby series. I have some of the books you know, that you've written in your series, too, uh, Bride Faye uh, the King, uh, and the King, and then, of course, uh, Princess of Wolves. You've been able to write for different audiences. So what has that been like for you to have different audiences appreciating different aspects of your work? You know, believe it or not, it, 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 it's kind of it, it's heartwarming because you know you get the readers who who love like you know the Chrome Universe, and then they know that I'm writing for their kids and their teenagers in the Chrome Academy, and so you know you you write for the women who love you know they want to get away from reality. You write for the men who want to get away from reality, and so when you combine it all, it's like it's like having that first cup of coffee in the morning. It's like you know you just it's refreshing because. You know, they see you, they like you, they welcome you, and then, then they start pounding your email and your inbox asking, okay, when's the next book? And so that was the beautiful thing about what we did in 2022. We kept everybody on their toes, and so, you know, that momentum has just been wonderful. Right. So take us back then, uh, Manuel, for those who may just be discovering your work. And, of course, we're going to be talking about certain books, but also letting them know how to stay connected. When did you know that storytelling was the gift that you had? Oh, man. We can go back to um, <laughs> to fifth grade, Cyrus, because that's when I actually wrote my first short story, man. It's like, And I got in trouble for it, too, because um, <laughs> that's when HBO was just really becoming a big thing and and then, you know, I, the teacher asked us, you know, what did you do in the summer? And so she said, write about it. And so, you know, that was my first time actually seeing an adult TV show. And I wrote about it. 
And, of course, you know, <laughs> I got my ear pierced, and she took me to the principal's office, and I got paddled, and they called my mom, and my mama whipped me. And it, but on the way back to the classroom, the teacher told my mom, he has a gift for telling a story, and so he needs to keep it going, but he needs to, you know, just wait a couple years till he's older. And so we, I just kept it to where, you know, it's there, and my wife has supported it. You know, she shares me with the world, and so that's when I first realized it. It just kept getting bigger and stronger until, you know, I dropped, you know, the first book, you know, professionally, and it's been a race ever since then. Yeah. Could you have imagined, though, Manswell, when you first started, when you published the first book, that you would create the literary universe that you that you have now? No. There was no way I would have thought it because, you know, you never really know, you know, and I tell most authors, and especially the ones who are just starting, they, they always ask, what, what, do I need, what do I need to expect? And I tell them, you know, you never know what to expect. You don't know if they're going to yeah. like you, love you, yeah. or hate you, and leave you just hanging there. And, and so, you know, when I wrote the first book, you know, I already had the second book in mind, and they just kept falling in love more and more, and they would read more and more, and it just it grew and it grew and it grew, and, you know, it's, it's, it's still growing. You mentioned, of course, the universe you've been able to create. I mean, have you always been a fan of fantasy? Was fantasy something growing up that you, you were even intrigued by? Let me tell you, I started with Star Wars back in the day, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> When you talk about fantasy world, Star Wars and Star Trek was my thing. And so it's like I'm one of those oxymorons because I like Star Wars and Star Trek. And a lot of people, they're on one side or the other. I love both. And so, you know, when I got a chance to create my own world, I saw a need because me as a reader, you know, that's what I tell people. I'm an author, but I'm a reader, you know, also. I wanted everything in there. And so, you know, from some of the best shows I loved, like the originals and Vampire Diaries and everything else, you know, I just wanted Everybody in there. I wanted the vampires, the werewolves. I wanted, you know, the witches, the warlocks, the fays. I wanted everything in there. And so, you know, they always say if you want something, you got to create it. Yeah. And that's what I did. That's what I did with the quote. I created it. And so, you know, as we kind of look at what you've been able to build with Lacrotum then, uh, Manswell, I think the thing is, you know, the way that you're able to keep it all together, right? Because, you know, even here yeah. with myself, you know, I have, as I mentioned, Princess of Wolves, uh, as well as, of course, I have uh, Bride of uh, uh, the Fake King. I mean, as you kind of go from book to book, I mean, do you go into it knowing how you want each book to end, or does it kind of evolve as the story evolves for you? It's, it's you know, as you're writing, and most writers know this, sometimes your characters try to take over a story. And so I find myself having to rein that character back in a little bit. So I literally have a map of, you know, the 200 books in Lacrotum, and that's a mixture of Lacrotum and the Academy within Lacrotum. But I have a, you know, a guideline for that. And then certain things will happen, and I'm like, okay, now I got now this character has to go. You know, you've done too much, and now I got, I got to take care of you. I got to check you out. And then the readers are like, why did this character have to die? And I'm like, you see how you're feeling right now? That's why that character had to go, because I was feeling the same way as a reader. And so, you know, they're getting the benefit of both worlds. You know, you're, I'm writing as an author, but I'm also writing as a reader, because what is, the, what is going to pull your heart out and just rip it to shreds? And so that's what I do when I'm writing. I want to make sure that they can feel all the emotions that I need them to feel. And so... You never know. I could have a character scheduled for book 14 in Lacrotum, and I might drop them in book 12. And so that has been the, that's been the crossover. But then, you know, having so many arcs going at the same time, literally it's almost like having that big wall and all those strings attached to it. 
that's what happens when I when I change timelines on everything. So it's you know it, it gets the juices flowing and it's it's creative. Right, and and I think too the the thing is even if we are talking about and it's interesting here you talk about Star you know Star Trek and 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 Star Wars because I think the thing is even those even though it may be in a world that we can't imagine the storylines are definitely relatable. You've been able to do that even with the Lacrotum universe. I want to talk about um, the book uh, Princess of, of Wolves for a second, um, and I want to make sure because I want to make sure I'm pronouncing the name correctly, man. Is, is the name pronounced Triton? Yes, Triton, yes, Triton. Okay, so, so so you have Triton and Lily, and, and I want to actually read this and then talk to you about it because this is something that is very 2022 in our world that you've given them. Uh, in in uh, Split in Two is the chapter with Triton, and for those who have the print edition, it's found on page um, 127 and 128, and there you have this conversation going on. Um, I'm sorry, it's, it's 126 and 127, and there is, is you're kind of telling the story. I mean, of course, they're, they're talking about, you know, their relationship. There you have Lily, Lily saying, uh, what are you doing, Triton? We knew this wouldn't work, and yet – we tried. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you have, have Triton being able to say, I know you're right, but that doesn't mean this doesn't hurt. I do love you, but it seems like things don't want to work in our favor to make it happen. Now, Manswell, that is something that people uh, walking around in this earth can definitely relate to, the idea of you know, wanting something but realizing that the odds may be stacked against you, trouble. What was that like to kind of bring these real-world experiences and challenges into this world that you've created? You know, the challenge was literally, and that, that specific part was about him actually being in love with someone and knowing he was actually, you know, you know, destined to be with someone else. He wanted, it's like having the old saying, you want your cake and eat it too. He right. knew he was supposed to be with Diamond. You know, it was an arranged marriage by his parents. They were still following the old ways. And so when I brought it to modern times, I wanted to show that, you know, his heart was leaning a whole different way. But then mm-hmm. the girl was like, look, you know, you knew from the beginning. You knew that, you know, everything was against us. You knew we couldn't really have this. It was just a dream. It was a fantasy of ours. And so you got people out there who, who you know, who are in love with someone right now and they're having the hardest time trying to get on the same track or get on the same road, go the same path, because something's in the way. And it could be somebody from their past or it could be somebody in their present. And that's what's messing up, you know, this certainty right here, what they have. And that's what you found with Triton and Lily. And and, um, and so when Diamond, you know, really came back into the picture, into the fold of everything, you know, she was really right there. And even she was like, you know, hey, you guys, you know, feel like you're supposed to be together. Go ahead. And then it worked against them because you, you saw the true nature of what that love happens. And when that love happens, it's, I call it that what love. When when that what love happens to them, you know, they realize, oh, you know, I can't be with Lydia. I got to be over here with her. And so then I take you through the drama of all the emotions between the three right. of them. And then, and you see that. And so I had women who were like, you know, Lily gets my nerves because she's trying to be a home wrecker. And I was like, well, you know, Technically, Triton and Diamond aren't married, so they're still single. And the women yeah. were like, "No, no, she's getting in the way," you know. And <laughs> that was the beauty of it because I really tore into some emotions from the men and the women because guy, guys like telling me, "Dude, you should let her get out with Lily." And the women were like, "No, Lily should get out the way." And so it was, it was funny the back and forth banter, you know, with the readers because you know you had 
some on one side and some on the other side. And it was so interesting to see that, you know, that you can pull those raw emotions out of people. And, you know, I had people give me their real-life stories. Like, you know, I had two guys I was in love with. You know, one guy really treated me well, but the other guy, you know, he had, you know, my family's blessing and his blessing. And so I wound up with the guy that the family's love and, you know, always wondering, did I make the right choice? So, again, when you tap into what readers can feel, what what is a reality for them, it makes the book that much more entertaining. Exactly. Such a great point. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, he's on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome author Manswell T. Peterson to our program today. We're talking with him about the year that's been 2022, but also the world he's been able to create with his books. You just heard us talking about it there. But I referenced something earlier that I have here with me, Manswell, and that is uh, books from the Billionaire Babies series. So, so I want to talk about this. When I first started seeing you post about this on social media, uh, I was intrigued by it. I was like, wow, that's different. You know, I mean, it's because, again, you you have not been afraid, Manswell, to try this. And I, that's why I, I kind of set up this conversation the way I did, because what gave you the courage to do this? Because you know there are some people who believe you should find one lane, stay in that lane. What made you decide you were just going to own the whole freeway? And that is that's why I did it. That is why I did it because, you know, people are like, you know, like I write in, what, seven or eight different genres. And so everybody's like, stay out of my genre because, you know, when you come over here, you got people stuff and then I buy my stuff. And I'm like, there are enough readers around the world for everybody. And so yeah. the challenge came, one lady said, well, you know, you're good, but you're not good enough to write, you know, in the billionaire series. And I was like, okay, not only am I good enough to write in it, I'll give you three books. And she was like, there's no way, no way. Now, you're, you're, you're a romance writer. You write all the history. You got everything else, but there's no way you're going to do it. And so I hit them with book one, two, and three, and the readers love it. Um, the female readers definitely love it. Um, <clears throat> they're begging me to actually do a book four and five, and I told them, you know, right now I'm in the Crotum and, and fantasy worlds with that, but eventually I will go back. But that was the whole thing. You know, when people tell me I can't do something, it, it pushes me that much harder to do it. That's wow. it. And I think, too, in doing that, I think, you know, we've all have heard the saying, uh, man's will, a picture is worth a thousand words. You've also made it very clear in just the covers of your work that you don't just write for one one type of audience, right? Or or even, you know, I should say, you know, of one style of audience. Was that also important for you, or was that a an unintended consequence of just your writing what you wanted to write? You know, it was very important for me, and, and I tell people this all the time, representation matters. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, who you love, what you don't like. Representation matters. And so, you know, as I wrote, you know, these books, I wanted to make sure I represented everybody. And that was more important for me. And so when I created the characters and then obviously, you know, I drafted the story around these characters and then I intertwined everything together, I wanted them to see that, you know, it doesn't just have to be one-sided. It doesn't have to be one way all the time because I think, that one lady told me, you know, you're you're the first guy to ever put a black female on a cover to start a paranormal series, and that's not that's not normal. I said, well, guess what? I'm not normal. And she's like, very risky, and I'm like, very risky, but I'm I'm willing to take the risk because, you know, I see the long game on everything. And yeah. so, you know, of course, as you know, in paranormal, if you think about it, I and I tell anybody, you Google paranormal authors, you know, you don't see any African American men in there. You and there's maybe one. African-American female in there, but it's like they've never ridden to the point where they hit them with so much in one year like I did. 
And so, you know, I'm, I know I'm the first one to create a whole universe. And that that was different because, you know, they're not used to, you know, seeing diversity in these paranormal universes. And so that's why I created the entire universe and not just a series because creating a series is easy for me. Creating a universe, that's where the difficulty came because you got to put so much in the world building. You know, it, it, it's it's amazing how much I had to, you know, time I had to put in there creating that universe with those different, you know, countries and, and, and force areas and different locations and, you know, just the field of the different people from the different factions. So I wanted to show that it can be done, and, you know, I didn't want to just limit it to just, you know, just the mainstay or the cookie cutter like everybody else is doing right now. Right, exactly. Well, I'll tell you, you've definitely been able to do that. And and so I, I was mentioning uh, to that point then, as well, I was saying, of course, about people say stay in this genre, stay in this lane. Um is that something that you just feel like, I know you mentioned even when it comes to your interest, that just means you're just being true to you by just writing what you want to write instead of thinking, I have to write this, I have to write that. Right. That That is the biggest thing for me. It's like, you know, when I feel I want to go a different path, you know, I go that path. And, you know, I've been fortunate and blessed enough to where the readers will follow me because, you know, they're like, hey, you know, where where are you going next? Where are you going next? And I'm like, I'm going over here. And they were like, okay, we can't wait to see this. And, you know, when it comes to a different genre, I feel like everything is open for me. Everything is open for me. You know, all I have to do is do my research, and that's the big thing that most writers, you know, I tell them. Do your research. Look at what you got to, you know, go up against. Look at, you know, look at who's thriving. Look at what, you know, readers are talking about. And then that way, you know, you know what you're stepping into. But, no, I, I don't ever want to be locked into one genre because, you know, when I first started out, you know, I, I, was, I was romance. I, I was romance drama. And so, you know, I went from there to, you know, murder mystery to alternate history. And so, you know, you just, you just keep evolving because the writing world keeps evolving. So why not evolve right. to where, you know, people can see, okay, you, you know, if you have a talent level to do it, then you can pull it off. Um, I think the only thing I haven't written Cyrus is street lit. That's the only genre I haven't went into yet. And it, it's about just wanting, for me, it's about telling stories. You know, right. They can say, they, you know, they say, you know, every story's already been told, but it hasn't been told by me. And that's the biggest thing. I want to put my story on different stories, and that's why you see me, you know, with the different pool of genres that I have because I enjoy telling stories. I enjoy world building and so that that's what makes it real fun for me right and you've been able to continue that uh even for the kids so so let's talk about that writing for children is that more challenging for you manswell is that the most challenging things writing for children or how did that begin for you um now when it comes to the academy that was like you know i had to take it down like two notches and you know i didn't put you know the grown stuff in there for the for the teenagers in the academy. So that was a pullback for me to make sure, you know, I do something that the kids can be entertained with but the parents can appreciate because that's what I'm getting now from parents now. It's like, you know, I wanted my child to have something more than just video games. And so they wanted that difference. And so, of course, you know, everybody's read, you know, Harry Potter. We know Harry Potter's number one. Um, but it was like they, they wanted something different, and the kids wanted something different. So when, when the kids started talking to me, it motivated me even more to give them something, and that's what birthed the Academy. Um, same thing, you know, with the Crotum, you know, the universe. I wanted to give the kids something, but what I decided to do was 
give the kids life lessons in those stories as well. Make them fun, but give them life lessons. Um, even taking it down even to that lower level, when I did that, um, the Braylon the Bear with my wife, you know, we had to really take it down several notches because you wanted the kids to be able to read a great story, have fun, and fall in love with the characters. And we tested, you know, Braylon the Bear out with, this, with some preschoolers. And I'm gonna tell you now, I've never been more nervous, Cyrus, in my life. <laughs> because you, because you know, kids. They say if you want to know the truth, you know, talk to a drunk and talk to some kids, right? Yep, this is Man, true. Man, we we were in the room with 15 preschoolers, and so these were kids they randomly picked, and um, they all got a chance. You know, they were reading the story, and then had people reading the stories to them. They were looking at the pictures and everything else, and you sit nervous because you can never really tell what a child's gonna say. Yes. And so, you know, when they started talking, they were like, okay, yeah, I want, I want to be like Braylon and Timmy. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I, want, I can run fast like, like Braylon ran. And so, you know, when the kids start loving it, you know, it's like a big sigh of relief because, you know, for adults, I can do that easily. But for right. kids, kids, oh, my God, that, is, that, that was nerve-wracking. We both sat there, and I'm not a fingernail biter, but I'm going to tell you, that, that day, Oh, man, I sat there nervous as everything. And, you know, and it's crazy because when I tell people that, they're like, but you've written all these books, but I haven't written for kids at that right. level. And, right. And that's scary. That is scary. I've never been more scared in my life. And that day will always haunt me because they had me nervous. They had me scared, but they fell in love with those characters. And um, that's what, and the parents have bought more books now for um, for Christmas for their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, their daughters and sons. And so, you know, we know it, it, it's a hit with the kids, and, and that's the biggest thing. And so now we Amazing. just take that a step further later on. Love that. Love that. Well, that brings us then, man, as well, to what's to come. I mean, you've had a great 2022. <laughs> We're getting ready to wind down this year. What are you looking forward to when it comes to 2023? You know, 2023, I gave myself a goal on time to kick it off in January to show everybody, hey, 2022 is not a fluke. So we're going to drop, you know, three books in January. I'm going to wow. drop, you know, the book number nine in the Lacrona Universe, book number four for the Academy, and I have a new series that I'm actually launching. It's called, you know, um, Blue Moon, Blue Moon Alpha. It's from a series called The Legacy Alphas, and so you're going to see, again, a mixture, but Blue Moon actually focuses, you know, on the wolves on the werewolves, and so you're going to get a chance to see that. But it's going to show people a different side of my paranormal writing. You know, it's paranormal romance as well, but it just shows them and introduces them to something besides Lacrotum because Lacrotum is actually guilty toward more, you know, fantasy, anime, and then this blue moon that you're going to see now, um, which is based in Luna Falls. It's in California, which when you know, I wrote the story for. You're going to see that more of the traditional paranormal fantasy magical side of things and so i'm excited about that as well definitely excited about that well definitely gives us something to look forward to as we're beginning the new year again everyone manswell t peterson has been our guest a great conversation with you manswell so i i said to you before you went on here i don't script this show but there is a question i do want to ask for our audience because when i first posted about you coming on and i guess they saw the books that you had the question was where should they start if you're if you're talking to a reader and they're very new to you, is there a certain place you invite them to start, or do you kind of base that based on what their interests are? What would you say? I always find out, you know, what they love to read, you know, what is their main genre and what is their backup genre, because most readers have 
a main genre. They have other interests. They have different genres. So if you like paranormal, I tell them start at Princess of Wolves. What I did was to make it easy in the Crotum, all the books are numbered one through eight so far. Number nine is coming. Um, if they like all the history, you know, they can read American Tea Party. Um, if they love the Billionaire series, they can start book one with the Billionaire Babies. And um, if they got kids and they want to read with their kids, like one guy he's reading with his um, his two sons, you know, they started with Lacroix in book one. So it just varies on what they really have an interest in. And that, to me, that, that's what makes it so special about writing in these different genres because no matter what you want to read, I more than likely have something that can actually, you know, fill that gap for you. Awesome. Well, Manuel, congratulations to you again. So glad we had a chance uh, to have this chat together. I know we're going to be on other platforms coming up as well, but how can our audience stay connected with you, man? Um, they can find me on Facebook, Manuel T. Peterson. Um, they can find the fan page on – it's called the Crowden Universe by Manuel T. Peterson. That's on Facebook as well. And they can actually find me on Instagram. It's under the Crowden Universe. And trust me, if you send me a message, I'll send you back. I think the biggest thing is they know I'll talk to readers on the phone. So reach out to me. I'll talk to you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, man, congratulations yeah. again. And definitely looking forward to our next conversation together, man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, man. Same here. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. And let's go make today amazing. Take care.